Welcome to another episode of Open Stride Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all for joining me. I appreciate y'all joining me today. It's going to be a fantastic episode. So, um, for this episode, I'm definitely not talking about NBA Finals. I'm definitely not talking about uh, NBA Finals predictions. I'm not talking about NBA playoffs. I'm not talking about any of that. This is going to be one of those bonus episodes that I was talk- that I told you about in the past. It's going to be cent- centered on one topic in one conversation and that conversation is going to be Stephen Curry the baby faces session y'all favorite point guard of all time <laughs> let's talk about it man so the conversation so if you listen to my last my last episode I had Ethan on with me and we talked about uh Curry if he won a ring in the finals MVP it wasn't the whole conversation but it came up and it came up within the podcast episode saying if he wants to win a finals MVP this year, um, if you don't know, let me break it down for you. Kind of like I said, I know I am the central source for some of y'all sports information, and I appreciate y'all relying on me to, to deliver y'all this accurate news. So, if you don't know, the Golden State Warriors made it to the NBA finals uh, again, six times in eight years. The last two years, they didn't make the playoffs, dealing with injuries and things like that. But this year, they came back out and they're back in the NBA finals. So, the last uh, five times. They were there. They uh they got the one they got with LeBron against LeBron, I'm gonna say, and they got two with KD, and they lost the one against uh Toronto when Clay Thompson to his ACL and KD to his Achilles and and all hell just broke loose since then. Eastern side, the Boston Celtics made it to the uh, NBA finals. So the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors, the first game is gonna be tonight. So make sure you uh lock in and, and tune into that game. This, the first game of the NBA Finals is going to be June 2nd, tomorrow night. So, depending on when time you listen to this podcast, hopefully you listen to it as soon as you drop. Because these are hot by your podcast episodes. So, uh, that's the landscape of what's, what's going on in the, NBA, in the NBA Finals right now. But let's center it around the topic that we're here for today. It's going to be Stephen Curry. So, let me tell you my biggest my biggest pushback I get with when I get my sports takes. People overrate players, certain players. And me, when I come in and be like... Um, he's not that good, or she's not that good, or they are not that good. Like, they're good, but y'all making them seem like they world beaters. Like, I give credit with credits, too. Like, if you start asking me about Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's nothing I can say. If you ask me about Kevin Durant, it's nothing I can say. If you ask me about LeBron James, it's nothing I can say, but it's levels to this. So when people tell me a certain player is top whatever, I be like, okay, if he's top five, Whatever. I'm not no names. Like a said player, player A is top five. Let's look at the other players within top five. So how does he that player compare against Giannis Antetokounmpo? How does that player compare against LeBron James? How does that player compare against Kevin Durant? How does that player play against a healthy Kawhi Leonard? So how does that player compare against Stephen Curry? Like, so when you tell me a player is top five, top ten, I'm saying, okay, if they're if they are who you say you are, if you if they are who you say they are, how do they compare against those other players that are in that top five? And when I look, and that's how I really how I break it down. So when I look at that, I'd be like, okay, so you're saying player A is top five, but Giannis is mountains better than him. Then it's, I'm like, how can he be top five? He can't be. Or if you saying said players better than, um, like people used to argue me say, like, uh, let me think of one. They tell me somebody's better than James Harden. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see. Let's break it down. James Harden, MVP, finished top five in MVP multiple times, th- probably three, four times. Um, run up to MVP multiple times. All star. Um, all NBA, um, made it to the NBA Finals. Yes, on OKC Thunder, he wasn't a league guy, or whatever. He was a six man. Um, but people like to hold that. That people like to not give him credit for making it to the finals, but they hold against him that he didn't show up in the finals. So it's weird. So either you give him credit or you not. But whatever, that's in the conversation. And um, all NBA player multiple times, second team, all that. So I'd be like, okay, how does he stack up against that? That said player you're talking about. Can he? Can you saying? Can we see that in him? A lot of time, y'all arguments fall short because y'all say said player is top this, and I'm like, okay, if he's top that, how does he stack up against those players that are also in that in that same ballpark? And that's when a lot of y'all arguments fall apart. So when it comes to um, top, so the conversation that's been trending a lot lately is is Stephen Curry top ten all time, and I'm like, for me, he's not. Uh, I'm gonna tell y'all where I have him now. 
And if he was to go off and win the finals MVP in the championship, why would happen if he does that? So um, right now I have uh, Steph Curry at 13 all time. In my opinion, he's 30, he's number 13 all the time. He's climbing up the list. He's doing amazing. And the thing I catch a lot of backlash for is um, people say I hate on Curry or I, I, I don't like Curry. My thing, and it's laughable when people say that I don't like a certain player because I, I'm such a basketball savant that I studied the game so deeply that a lot of these players that y'all like, I've been watching them before you even knew his name or her name. Like a lot of these players, like Steph Curry, for example, went to Davidson, right? Small Division One college. He played there for three years. Curry, when he was there, had an amazing run in the NCAA tournament his second year. Amazing run. So let, let me let's just rewind for y'all that think I hate Curry and dislike Curry and just don't say anything good about Curry. Like I say, I just call it how I see it. No biases, no hate. I just call it how I see it. But for y'all to think I hate Curry, let me give you some education on, on the player you call your favorite player that you just think you love so much. He, and I watched this. This is not nothing I'm researching. I watched this as a child in elementary, not elementary or middle school. I can't remember. I was in middle school. I watched this in middle school. Curry played in Davidson, 2006, 2007 as a freshman. Played, didn't play point guard. Curry, if you if you don't know, he originally started as shooting guard. And to prove that he started as shooting guard, if you don't believe me, go back and look at his college stats his freshman year. He averaged 21 points and less than three assists a game. What point guard you know averaging less than three assists a game? Please tell If you know a point guard that's averaging less than three assists a game, he should be playing point guard. Curry averaged less than three assists a game because he played shooting guard. He had a point guard there already. I forget the boy's name. He was a, a, a smaller white boy. I had to just throw race, put race into it. But, yeah, he was. I'm just describing the man. Um, but he was a, a smaller uh, white, white young man, and he played point guard for them. Um, that was Curry freshman year. He balled twenty one points. He was small. He was similar. He was he was he was small player then, like he is now. But he was really small. like a jersey looked like a freaking like some cover on him. Like he was so skinny. He came back his second year in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, and that's when he blew the scene up. That's when he came on the scene and he just he became the household not the household name we know today, but he became like people noticed start noticing him then. That was his sophomore year. And um, the reason that he got put on the map was because he went to the NCAA tournament and he played fantastic. He played fantastic. He was putting on the show. Throughout that season, he averaged 25 points a game. He was still playing shooting guard um, at that time. Like I said, another year he was at, he averaged less than three assists a game to show you that he was playing shooting guard because what point guard you know averaging three, less than three assists a game? That's starting and playing 30-plus minutes a game because his, his, his only – what he was out there to do was to score, and that's what he was doing. So, boom. In 2008, he made it to the NCAA tournament. In March, he led Davidson to a, a victory over the third-seeded uh, Wisconsin Badgers and beat them in the Sweet 16 to advance to the Elite Eight. He beat them 73-56, to 56, if I remember correctly. I remember this because I watched it like it was yesterday. I'm not even joking. I mean, I, I remember watching it like it was yesterday. Advanced to the Elite Eight, and I definitely remember the Elite Eight because he played against my Kansas Jayhawks. And if you know me, you know Kansas Jayhawks was my favorite team. Shout out to the Jayhawks for being the defending national championships right now. Um, Kansas Jayhawks, he went against them, top seed the Kansas Jayhawks in the Elite Eight. He lost to them by three points, 57 to 59. And Curry had a shot for the game and he missed it. Coming up short in big moments again. He's been doing that for his whole career. But uh, that's just a slight dig. I'm just joking. But he has, he does come up short in big moments, but yeah, whatever. So yeah, he lost the, to the Kansas Jayhawks in the Elite Eight. But that put him on the map because he carried that Davidson squad all the way to the Elite Eight, who nobody even knew who Davidson was and nobody knew who Steph Curry was. But he was such a fan favorite. He put on such shows. I mean, he was dropping 40 points. He was having 40 point games, 30 point games. He was just putting on a show and people were just like, who is this? young man pat fast forward to his last season he played one more season at uh he played one more season davidson and even that year he came out and uh he, he got drafted in 2009 when he when he came out blake griffin who was the number one pick overall that year they said who i remember i remember watching this brother like it was yesterday on television they said who other than yourself who is the best college player right now who he said he said steph curry 
Go back and look at the interview. Blake Griffin, who was the number one pick overall, he came out of Oklahoma. He was a sophomore. He was balling out his mind. He was doing his thing. And they said, I saw yourself. Because they played against Oklahoma that year, and Curry put on the show. They lost because he was undermanned with that Davidson squad going against Oklahoma squad. And they said, who was the number one player in college outside of you? He said Steph Curry. And that's when Steph Curry transitioned from shooting guard to point guard. And that's when his assist went up. His assist went up from less than three a game to almost six a game because he was playing point guard now. But he was also averaging 28 points a game. And I want y'all to understand, averaging 28 points a game in college basketball is hard, especially when you're doing it, when you're doing it officially from the field. It is hard. So understand that Curry is, Curry is for sure the most talented guard I ever seen in um, college sports. And for me, he's the most talented guard I ever seen in college sports. The most talented freshman guard I ever seen in college sports is Derrick Rose when he was at Memphis. I don't know if y'all ever went watch Derrick Rose here at Memphis, but he used to put on a show that same year in 07, 08 that I was just talking about that when um, Curry lost to Kansas, Kansas went on to the Final Four championship and played Memphis in the championship, and they lost to Derrick Rose. I mean, they, and they beat Derrick Rose. He had Derrick Rose, Kiss Douglas Roberts, and all them boys. He was his, his Rough Riders, and Coach Cal was the coach before Coach Cal went over there to uh, – he left them and went over to Kentucky where he is now, where he's been since, since he left Memphis. Um, but Derrick Rose is definitely the most talented point guard, freshman point guard ever seen. The most talented player overall, regardless of classification, I ever seen in college sports is Kevin Durant. That man was a dog. But they said he got that dog in him. Kevin Durant was, man, he was such a talented player in college. Like I said, LeBron didn't go to college, you know what I'm saying? Players like that. Giannis, of course, didn't play college basketball in America. But, like, um, and Luca didn't play college basketball. So some of these talented players that y'all know of now, like, like Zion did, but he, uh, he didn't, he played really well, but he wasn't as good as Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was something different when he was at Texas, man. He was like, as a Jayhawks fan, going against them scared me. Back when they had uh, DJ Augustine, Mason, uh, James, Kevin Durant, Pittman, they had a squad. But that takes shot the lungs. You probably remember them days. That was a good squad, bro. That was a good squad. And that next year when they lost Kevin Durant, they was even better. They had some hoopers in. They lost Kevin Durant, but DJ Augustine stepped up. Stepped up. He's from New Orleans. He moved to Houston because of Katrina, and he ended up going to play for Texas, and he was a baller then. He, he played his sophomore. He was a baller, DJ Augustine. So, man, like I said, I was, I was a college but basketball junkie, bro. I used to watch college basketball every weekend. Like I said, I didn't have cable growing up. So, Saturday mornings, college basketball come on, and I watch it all day. It come on. It, like, they'll show, like, certain games in the uh, afternoon, um, afternoon, morning, afternoon, and they had the primetime games in, in the evening time, and evening time, nighttime. And I didn't have cable going up. So I used to watch college. That's all I had was college basketball because NBA only came on on Sunday mornings. And they only give you like two games. But college basketball, they give you like about five, six games. So me, I'm sitting there watching every single game because that's all I had. And I love basketball so much. I used to be a college basketball junkie. I fell off now. You know, time restrictions, whatever, whatever. But, man, I'm trying to get back to being that same person that used to watch college basketball religiously. But it's hard with when you got other obligations, but I definitely love college basketball. And college basketball not the same like it used to be. I don't know. I'm not sure what the dynamic change. I know I'm getting off kilt with these conversations right now, but I'm not sure what happened in college basketball. But the last, the last, last really good year for me in college basketball, when I was just like, it was really exciting, was um, the year when Lonzo Ball played. And, um, and it was Lonzo Ball, and he came out. He came out in that 2017 draft, and it was Lonzo Ball, De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum, Marquette Forks, Jox Jackson, um, uh, all them boys, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, like all them boys. That that was that was the last really year that was it was like I was really heavy on college basketball. I haven't I haven't been that heavy on it since. Like they they next year when DeAndre Aiden, Marvin Bagley, Trey Young, who was another dynamic point guard in college, led the lead, led the nation in scoring in assists. Amazing as a freshman, Trey Young at Oklahoma. But uh yeah, I, I just fell off since then and I never really hopped back on college basketball as heavy as I used to be. Um when I was watching it back in Curry play, like um 
I'm trying to get back there. Uh, shout out to Lawrence, man. He he he's still heavy on it, and I definitely talk to him about college basketball a lot. But I'm definitely gonna get back on college basketball like I used to be. Like I used to be a junkie, brother. Like like for real. You can tell me nothing about college, but I knew every player, every school, every stat, how he did this, what kind of man. I'm gonna get back to it though. Don't worry. Don't worry. Why do you think I'm a um, basketball savant now? Because I was that deep in college basketball. But back to the, the subject on here, Steph Curry. I just got off on that riff. For all my college basketball fans out there, so if you listening, just know it's love in college basketball. It's free. I promise you, it's not. I definitely understand. It's not the same how it used to be, but I'm definitely going to lock back in and, um, and pay attention to some of these players that's coming out. But back to Steph Curry not being top ten all time. So for me, if Curry, he, I have him currently at thirteen all time, and I'm gonna go through my list of who I have ahead of him, and I'm gonna say this: uh, if he was to win, win this ring and get Finals MVP, I still won't have him top ten. If anything, he's going to be at the 10 spot if he does get top 10 for me. he's going to Right now, he's at 13. If he gets a ring, he can jump probably three players and get the maybe the 10 spot. But I might have him right there at that 11 spot. Um, but let's move let's move on to the list and see what I who I got ahead of him. So um, the my first player on the list, well, I'm going to go from bottom up. Um, so I'm gonna go from top because I, I, I know the person I got ahead of him, right ahead of him, is gonna make y'all mad. So I'm gonna go from the top and go down. So the number one player I got on the list is LeBron James. Debate me another day if you want to about LeBron James being the greatest player of all time. I'm ready for that debate anytime, any royal. Just let me know. Like I said, anybody ever want to come on the pod, just ask. Like, just ask. Literally, people just say, hey, man, can I come on the pod? Yeah, let me know. If you're serious, I got you. Sometimes people ask, I think maybe you be joking. Like TJ, my profile, he be asking about that. I think he be joking. But if TJ really want to come on, bro, I bring TJ on. Shout out to TJ and shout out to his barber. They be locked in, man. Yeah, your barber be holding me accountable, and I and I and I mess with. I'm gonna have to come uh, let him come out here uh, one one or two times just for him being locked in. Shout out to TJ barber. TJ don't never tell me your name, bro. Uh, so I don't. All I know you as is TJ's barber. So shout out to you for locking in and holding me accountable when I don't drop episodes. But um, so moving to my top ten, I'm gonna get through this fast. At one, I got LeBron James. Let's go through his awards and highlights of his career. Four-time champion, four-time finals MVP, four-time lead MVP, 18-time All-Star, three-time All-Star MVP. Not saying All-Star MVP means anything, but it, it's an accolade they have, and I'm just pointing it out. I know sometimes you they're getting their, they get that award just for being a hometown player in, they, in the All-Star game, like when, when Anthony Davis got it because the All-Star game was just in New Orleans, so they fed him every ball. So I, I definitely understand you can get it just on the strength of it being your hometown, or it can be a sympathy, sympathy award when they gave it to uh, Magic Johnson he came back from retirement uh, from having HIV. So I definitely understand it. But I'm just pointing it out as a award. And I'm also going to give Curry credit when I get to his name for winning um, the Western Conference in Finals MVP. Not saying it means anything. I'm not adding it to the debate. I'm just add, putting it out there so people won't be like, you left this out, you left this out. I'm, adding, I'm saying everything. And I'm, I'm not saying these awards hold that much weight. I'm just giving it to giving them credit that they earned it. So back to the back to the list. Three-time NBA All-Star MVP, 13-time All-NBA First Team, three-time All-NBA Second Team, two-time All-NBA Third Team, five-time All-NBA All-Defensive All First Team, uh, one-time All-Defensive Second Team, and uh, First Team All-Rookie, of course, rookie, rookie of the Year, of course, scoring champion, assist leader, the one and only LeBron James. So, uh I have him ahead of Curry, of course. That's no debate. I think we all can agree on that. And the person after that, I think it's no. I think all the way up until number nine is no debate. But we're going to see. Um, second person I got is Michael Jordan, of course. Six-time champion, six-time finals MVP, five times uh, most most valuable player, 14-time All-Star, three-time All-Star game MVP, 10 times All-NBA all first team. Uh, one-time All-NBA second team, uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year, nine-times All-Defensive Player first team, Rookie of the Year All-Rookie first team, ten-time scoring champ, three-times steals leader, two-times NBA dunk contest champion, the one and only, the great Michael Jordan, who is a GOAT, too. It could be more than one GOAT. Y'all be trying to pin, uh, pigeonhole us and be like, oh, you know, it only could be one GOAT. No, we got GOATs, baby. It's GOATs. We are guys. Like KD said, we are guys. Stop being a peon. So, yeah, I got uh, Michael Jordan right there. Moving to the next spot, I got Kareem. Uh, Kareem, six-time champion, two-time finals MVP, six-time lead MVP, 19-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA first team, 
five-time All-NBA second team, five-time All-NBA first defensive first team, six-time All-Defensive second team, a rookie of the year, All-Rookie team, two-time scoring champ, NBA rebounding champion as well, four-time block leader, the one and only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the great Kareem. Shit that I'll go to. Uh, after that, I'm gonna have number four, Ethan. I know you said if Curry was to win the ring, he would move ahead of Magic Johnson as the best point guard of all time, and he will move into the top ten. And Curry, would, I mean, Magic will move out. I think that's blasphemy. I, I told you that though, you so you know that. So hopefully you're listening right now. So uh, Ethan was the one I did the episode with last time that I kind of brought up at the beginning. He said that Magic Johnson would move out the top ten if Curry was to get this ring in a Finals MVP, and Magic Johnson uh, would no longer be the best point guard of all time. I. 100% disagree with that. And I told Ethan that 100%. But I got Magic Johnson number four, five time champion, three time finals MVP, three time most most valuable player, 12 time all star, two time all star game MVP, nine time all first team NBA, one time all NBA second team, rookie of the year, four time assist leader, two time steal, steals leader, the one and only Magic Johnson. Great man. All right, so moving into the fifth spot, I got Bill Russell. People like to discredit him because he won the championships back in the 60s. I'm not going to do that, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to give credit where credit's due to the great Bill Russell, who has 11 championships, five-time most valuable player, a 12-time all-star, all-star game MVP, three-time first team, eight-time second team, all-defensive team, four-time rebounding champion, the one and only Bill Russell. That's my top five. I went to my top five again. I got LeBron one, Michael Jordan number two, Kareem number three, Magic number four, Bill Russell number five. Next on that list at number six, I have Larry Legend, Larry Bird, three-time champion, two-time Finals MVP, three-time Most Valuable Player, twelve-time All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, nine-time First NBA, one-time Second Team, three-time Defensive Player, All-Team, All-Second Team Defensive Player, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie Team, three-time Three-Point contest winner and he's a part of the 50 40 90 club he did that twice in his career he did it back to back in 87 and he did it in 88 as well the one and only larry legend larry bird i got him in number six so now when we get down here i feel like this this is the range that people are going to argue that curry could probably be in or probably push his way into if he gets this fourth ring with the finals mvp um and I'm going to talk about how y'all assuming he's getting that Finals MVP. I'm going to get to that, too, when I get to him, his name. I guess I got him at 13, so we got a while to go, a ways to go. So let's get to it. Uh, number seven, I have Shaquille O'Neal, the most dominant player of all time. The player I thought should have been the GOAT. If he was ha- if he had the conditioning and work ethic as Kobe, not saying he did not have a work ethic. He had to have some type of work ethic to be as great as, he's, as he became. So I'm not saying he didn't have a work ethic. I'm just saying if he had the, the type of dedication to care of his body like a Kobe Bryant, I feel like Shaquille O'Neal could have been the greatest player of all time by far, in my opinion. So to get to Shaquille O'Neal. Four-time champion, three-time finals MVP, uh, most valuable player, 15-time All-Star, three-time All-Star game MVP, eight-time first team, two-time second team, four-times third team, three-times all-defense second team, rookie of the year, all-rookie first team, two-time scoring champ, the one and only Shaquille O'Neal, the, the most dominant big man of all time. Some people go say it's um, Will. I'm not going to argue that. I think it's Shaq, the most dominant big man of all time, Shaquille O'Neal. I got him at number seven. And this next spot, I feel like it's undebate. It's not debatable, but <laughs> it's non-debatable. I said undebate. It's non-debatable, but you know, everybody likes to debate something. The sky is blue. No, it's not. It look a little yellow to me. Okay, you can have it. So if I just don't debate all. <laughs> Five-time champion Tim Duncan, Timmy D. Santonio Spurs, Timmy D, he get disrespected all the time, but he the greatest power forward of all time. Tim Duncan has five championships, three-time finals MVP, two most most valuable players, 15-time All-Star, All-Star game MVP, 10-time first team, three-time second team, two-time third team, eight-times all-first-team defensive player of the year, seven-times all-second-team defensive player, not defensive player of the year, eight-times eight times all-defensive first-team NBA Seven times all defensive second team NBA rookie of the year, and um, he was on the rookie all team first team. So, 
the one, the only Tim Duncan, who always get disrespected when we talk about all time lists because he wasn't flashy, he wasn't he wasn't media, he didn't have all the commercials. But Tim Duncan is a legend. He's the greatest power forward of all time. Y'all go stop disrespecting him like he ain't have amazing one of the all time great careers, great great careers. So stop the hate. At number nine, y'all know nine my favorite number, right? If you don't know that, now you know nine my favorite. And at number nine. I got one of my favorite, my top five favorite players, my personal top five favorite players all time. It's Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, who some of y'all feel like some of y'all trying to put Curry ahead of him too, and I feel like that's crazy to do. Like, how can you put Curry? I'm not getting to it. Five time champion, two time Finals MVP, one time Most Valuable Player, eighteen time All Star, four time All Star Game, eleven time All NBA First Team. Two-time All-NBA second team, three time, two times All-NBA third team, nine times NBA All-Defensive first team, three-time All-NBA defensive second team, two-time scoring champ, dunk contest winner, NBA All-Rookie second team, the one that only Kobe Bean Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe. And for you Kobe fans out there that's mad that I got him at number nine, I'm going to tell y'all one thing. Y'all want him to be number two or number one or number top three, whatever, whatever. Bruh. And I see it way, way more now. No disrespect to Kobe. Rest in power, Kobe, the one, the great, the only, the one, the great Kobe Bryant. But a lot of y'all weren't saying Kobe Bryant was top three before, until he passed away, bro. And I feel like y'all disrespecting that man's career. Y'all disrespect his legacy by giving him sympathy award by saying he should be top three just because he passed away in a tragic death. Kobe himself said he wasn't getting into the all-time great debate he said that publicly i don't know what he said probably but publicly he said he wasn't getting to it all-time great debate because he said that's a that's a losing debate there's no way you could determine who who is what it's just all objective it's all opinion based so for y'all to say kobe Bryant should be top three all time just because he passed away because y'all feel sorry i feel like that's disrespecting kobe and that disrespecting his legacy because kobe is all-time great he earned his spot in the top 10 and not because he passed away. He earned his right over his career to be a top ten player all time. And I'm not and I'm not gonna say he automatically top three because he passed away. I love Kobe. I know some of the Kobe fans probably were saying that before he passed away. And I'm not saying that y'all didn't, but I just know that I have been seeing that a lot more since like before his tragic death. I didn't see a lot of people arguing that Kobe Bryant should be top top three, top two all time. After his death, I seen a lot more people. Like I said, Kobe fans, y'all probably have been doing it. Y'all diehard Kobe fans, y'all probably have been doing it. I'm not discrediting y'all, but I see it way more now. And I really think it's because he passed away in a tragic death. And, and my thing is, I feel like that's disrespecting Kobe and his legacy by trying to, try to give him a sympathy award. I'm throwing him up there just because he passed away. And I feel like he earned his spot. For, like, his... Rest in peace, Kobe. And it's sad that he passed away. I promise you, I cried myself. And I wasn't even a big Kobe fan. I cried because that was so tragic and sad that he the way he um passed away. But Kobe earned his spot on the court to be top 10 all the time. He doesn't need no sympathy from any of y'all for y'all to put him top three just because you feel like he deserved it because he passed away. If you honestly think that and you really got facts and stuff that backed it up i'm not arguing with you but i'm just saying a lot of y'all was not saying that before he passed but once he passed y'all was saying that and another thing y'all don't know kobe how y'all say i know kobe because kobe was a was an asshole when he was a player like kobe was mean kobe kobe is the reason i appreciate great players today i say all the time kobe is one of the greatest players i ever seen in my life if not the greatest until lebron and all these other players came along but kobe Kobe was an asshole before you retired. If you if you think I'm lying, go back and look at Kobe old interviews and old take. Kobe was short. He he didn't he wasn't like he didn't go into like deep dialogue with the media all the time. He was short. He was like mean to teammates. Like Kobe was Kobe was the real deal. Like Kobe was the man, bro. I'm trying to y'all don't, bro. Y'all don't understand, man. I, I remember them days watching Kobe in my growing up and watching him and just idolizing him. Like I. I did not like Kobe because he defeated Al Iverson in the NBA uh, championship, and I did not like Kobe. But man, 
after I got past that, hey, I was just, I, I, I idolized Kobe for the play he was. Then when he then on his last farewell tour, that's when Kobe started being extremely nice. He was smiling at all his interviews. He was nice on the court. He was shaking hands. He was smiling with players, taking pictures after games. He was going on this nice media tour when he was just being a super, super nice guy. And after in, in post his career, he was always nice coming out on the scene, doing interviews like Kobe was like he made a complete turn in his personality and like i said the personality he had before he um before he retired post um then the one he had after time was probably just who he wanted who he was all along but he felt like he had to be that person when he played because he played with such determination and will and um and meanness that he had to be that person that he was when he played but if you go back like if you really a kobe fan and you really watch sports, or even if you're not a Kobe fan, but if you really watch sports, you can't tell me Kobe wasn't like Kobe. There wasn't all that buddy buddy stuff. Kobe wasn't all that friendly Bobby taking pictures after the game, hugging players, smiling. With the, Kobe was man. Kobe was the dog. When they said well, he got that dog, that was Kobe. But his last year, that farewell to him, when he retired, he became a more he became a more relaxed, reserved, chill. I'm just happy to be here type player. But when Kobe was in his prime, balling. Man, cut it out. Y'all better not disrespect Kobe. I'm not even a Kobe fan like that. Y'all got me on here defending this man because y'all out here tripping. Don't disrespect the Kobe, Kobe Bryant like that. The great Kobe Bryant, man. Come on. But like I said, back to the list. <laughs> y'all have me going that little riff like college basketball. Back to the riff. And back to the list. So I got Kobe. And like I said, I feel like that top nine, Steph's not going to be able to pass. I think – I think <sighs> – I think that 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 ship has sailed for him unless you go out and win two more finals MVP and that'll get him five rings, two finals MVP. Then after that, okay, I think okay, yes, he can get there. But I think his current state, he's not in that top nine yet. And even if he get this fourth ring with a finals MVP, he won't be in that top nine. Now this ten through thirteen spot, it's debatable. Like I said, I'm not gonna argue down about it. But if you have him in this ten to thirteen spot, it, it's I understand. I'm gonna say that, but for me right now, at that number ten spot, I have Wilt Chamberlain, two-time champion, Finals MVP, four-time Most Valuable Player, thirteen-time All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, seven-time All-NBA First Team, three-time All-NBA Second Team, two-time All-NBA, um, two-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, Rookie of the Year, seven-time Scoring Champ, eleven-time uh, Rebounding Champ, and Kareem. I mean, I Kareem. And will average fifty points in the season once, and he that season he lost the championship by two points in the game seven, which he could have won when he averaged fifty points a year. So I got will right there just from all the crazy numbers he put up. I just had to put him there for me. And right after him, shout out to the Houston legend, Hakeem the Dream Halajuan. I got him at number eleven, um, two time champion, two time Finals MVP. Uh, one-time Most Valuable Player, 12-time All-Star, six-time All-First-Team NBA, three-time All-NBA Second-Team, three-time All-NBA Third-Team, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, five-time All-Defensive First-Team, four-time All-Defensive Second-Team, All-Rookie First-Team, the one – oh, yeah, I'm sorry, two-time um, rebounding, rebounding champ, and three-times block leader, the one only – Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, Houston legend, Houston great. He got us our last two championships. We ain't had one since him, and it's all love. There's no bias in there. If it was bias, I have him in the top ten. But I got him. I feel like I got him in a, in a good spot at number eleven. So this is where the debate's gonna get crazy right here because the person I got right here above Curry is gonna cause a problem with y'all. But in my opinion, I feel like it's no debate. In my opinion, I feel like it's no debate. In my opinion, I feel like it's no debate. <laughs> At this number 12 spot, I got Kevin Durant. Oh, hell no. Turn the podcast off. Now, listen. Just listen. I know you're upset. I know that just made you mad, especially if you're a Curry fan. I know. I understand your frustration. But listen, Kevin Durant, two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, most valuable player, 12-time All-Star, two-time All-Star game MVP, six-time All-NBA first team, four-time All-NBA second team, rookie of the year, all-rookie first team, four-time scoring champ, and he was also a part of the 50-40-90 club. And if I didn't explain with 50-40-90, I said Larry Bird did it twice. 50-40-90 is 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. Not a lot of players did that in their careers. Only a handful, 
few did it in their career. Like I said, Larry Bird did it twice. Steve Nash did it four times. Doug Davis did it once. Reggie Reggie Miller did it uh, once. Mark Price did it once. Kevin Durant and uh, Stephen Curry. So yeah, I got Kevin Durant right there, man. Um, <laughs> to me, I, I just Kevin Durant's a better player than Steph Curry. Like over their careers, I feel like Kevin Durant has always been a better player than Curry. So for me, at the apex, at the they tip top best, I feel like Kevin Durant was all like throughout their careers, throughout their careers, they they probably they, they played Kevin Durant got drafted in 07, Curry got drafted in 08. I mean 09. And like I said, when Curry was in college putting on a show, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, all these NBA players used to go watch him at Davidson and watch him put on a show when he was in college. And when they was one of them big ass Kevin, go look at the picture. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and um Stephen Curry. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook had them big ass clothes on with that big ass fitted cap on his head. Man, now he think he's a fashionista. That's whatever. You can be whatever you want, Russ. Just not on the Rockets. But uh Throughout their careers, I feel like Kevin Durant was always considered a better player than Curry. It's it's been two or three times throughout their career they've been playing for um they go they probably go end up playing for twenty years together, and it probably it's up to this point it's been two times that I feel like Curry wasn't a better player. I mean Kevin Durant wasn't a better player it was his year Curry won MVPs, but I still thought the years he won the year he won MVP unanimously I still thought Kevin Durant was a better player. So that's crazy for me for them. For throughout their whole careers, they played almost this identical years. And when it comes to all-time ranking, Curry automatically goes above Kevin Durant. I just feel like I just it's just hard for me to say that, bro. It's just hard for me to say that because we watched it. All y'all that's listening right now, we watched them develop and grow together as players coming from kids all the way to the, the men they are today. And and you can't tell me that whenever you did your ranking throughout the season that you didn't put Kevin Durant above Curry. So now when it comes to all time ranking, Curry go go above Kevin Durant because he got another rank, he got uh, another rank, or he got more rings than him. I just I just feel like y'all I feel like sometimes y'all come victim to the ring ring count. Like I seen I seen a thing like ring coaches it's a toxic culture. I seen something the other day that said Draymond Green a better player than, than uh, Charles Barkley. Because Draymond got more rings than him. What? So Robert Orr should be top 10 all time? Dennis Rodman should be top 10 all time? Like, that, just because a player said player has more rings than the other player does not automatically make them a better player than him. Now, when it comes to all-time ranking, rings do matter. Let me make that clear. I'm not saying rings don't matter. When it comes to all-time ranking, rings does matter. When the conversation when it's close, but obviously I got LeBron number one. He don't have more rings than MJ. Kareem number three. He got more rings. To, he got just as many rings as MJ and more than LeBron. Bill Russell got more than rings than everybody on his list. And I and most people don't have him top one. So it's not all about the rings. So when y'all make the conversation just about rings, you lose me because when I ask you where you got Bill Russell ranked, you tell me some people tell me that he's not even in a top ten. But you're trying to make a conversation about rings. If it's a conversation about rings, he was the best player on his team. He he was there for those championships, and he won eleven. So why is he not in your? Why is he not in your number one spot? If it's all about the rings, that's what I'm saying. This ring culture has is is toxic, and it and it mess your mind up. Throughout Kevin Durant and Curry's whole career, Kevin Durant was always the better player. Kevin Durant. Went to Golden State. Yes, he needed them to win the championship. I was just having a conversation the other day with um, my, my fraternity brothers in the North Sports Group. Me, if you're not in the North Sports Group and you listen to this, you've been sitting down with great com- conversations every day. Every day. Every day it gets wild in there. TJ dropped voice memos, and who the hell knows what he going to say. Trent always getting mad at somebody. LD just coming there with the classic humor every now and then. And Aaron always being messy. It's it's, it's, it's sports conversation every day. And Tate always dropping bits in there. He, he the parlay, parlay guy. So it's every day, every day you should you should join it if you're not if you part of the north. But I had a conversation that we had a conversation the other day where um we had a conversation the other day about if KD would have stayed in OKC would he have won a championship? I say I think he would have got one. I feel like he I don't know if he would have got multiple, but I feel like he he would at least got one, in my opinion. Curry needed KD 
just as much as KD needed Curry. That's, I'm, that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. I, I, in the moment when KD went to Golden State, I thought it was weak, and I still think it was weak. But they needed each other to win those two championships because they were not going to beat that Cleveland team with LeBron and Kyrie. And that just get, that just gives more cadence to how great LeBron is. You got two players within the top 15 all time that said, in order for us to beat that guy, we got to team up. You can't beat him by yourself. I can't beat him by myself. So in order in order for us to beat him, we got to team up together to go take him out because he's that great. And when you look at the all-time great list, a lot of these players LeBron played with within his prime. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, KD, Curry. Like a lot of these players LeBron played with. So while they were in his prime, while he was in his prime, so imagine like he had to go to these players to get his ring. So it was, it was hard for LeBron. That's 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 another case for another day about why I got LeBron over Michael Jordan about his what he had to go through to get his rings. But yeah, back to this subject again. This is why I have KD over Curry. So they needed each other. So people make it seem like KD just rolled um, Curry coattails to the championship. No, no, no. No, 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 no. They he needed them just as much as they needed him um to get past that LeBron team. Now, now that LeBron team is no more. LeBron is not as great as he once was. He's not riding he he not he don't got Curry riding shotgun. I mean he ain't got Kyrie riding shotgun with him. So now he don't need a Kevin Durant to beat a LeBron led team anymore because he can get Andrew Wiggins to make it back to the NBA Finals because the road to the NBA Finals is not as tough anymore. But in order for him to beat that LeBron team, he needed Kevin Durant. So what I'm saying is, if Kevin Durant did not come there, Curry would have two less rings. And if Curry had two less rings than what he has right now, Curry would not be in the top 10 conversation. He wouldn't be in the top 15 conversation, in my opinion, if he if Kevin Durant wasn't there to help him get those rings. So that's my reasoning. Like I said, if anybody ever want to come on a debate about it, we can have a conversation about it. It doesn't really have to be a debate. Just a conversation so we can break it down about why why I have this player here, why you think this player should go higher, whatever, whatever. We, we can, I'm always up for a good conversation when it comes to sports. Um, like I said, I think I'm the sports guru. <laughs> ESPN Matt, I used to call myself that. <laughs> Crazy times. But, yeah. So, I'm going to run through my list one more time, and I'm going to go ahead and end this out, man. First, LeBron James. At number two, we got Michael Jordan. Number three, Kareem. Number four, I have Matthew Johnson. Number five, I have Bill Russell. Number six, I have Larry Bird. Number seven, I have Shaquille O'Neal. Eight, Tim Duncan. Nine, Kobe Bryant. Ten, Wilt Chamberlain. Eleven, Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Number 12, KD. And number 13, I have num- uh, Curry. So that's my list. And if all the people that want to be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. If you ever want to come on, debate it, have a conversation about it, I'm all for it. But like I said, that nine, one through nine that I got, I feel like that's unmovable for Curry to get into unless he get two more rings and two more finals MVP. And you talk about these finals MVPs. Let's let's talk about this real fast. Oh, I never went over Kobe uh, Curry accolade. So he, let me go through it. Three time champion, two time most valuable player. One-time Western Conference Finals MVP, eight-time All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, four-time first team, three-time second team, one-time third team, two-time three-point champion, two-time NBA scoring champ, um, one-time NBA steals leader. He's a part of the 50-40-90 club, and those are his awards. So, for me, if you go look – so, like I said, bro, look at their awards, their career highlights and awards, and just look at those. Curry has the least amount compared to everybody we mentioned. He literally does like go back and look. He has the least amount of accolades compared to everybody we mentioned as far as all-star games, as far as um all NBAs, as far as all defensive teams. Like Curry has no all defensive teams. Everybody I mentioned ahead of him has at least one. They have at least one. All of them, all of them have multiple, but at least have one. He has no all defensive teams. All these players I mentioned has at least five plus all NBA first team. Curry has four. Like, like I, to me, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like y'all, somebody got to come on here and explain it to me. Like, what y'all like? Why y'all love Curry so much? I'm honestly asking. Like, what, like he 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 doesn't catch the slander like most superstars do. Um, when he does bad, y'all want to give him a hug. 
he does he he's braggadocious like uh like he one of the most arrogant cocky players i ever seen on the court hitting threes and turning around putting players to sleep talking trash and y'all just cheer that stuff on like i i don't have a problem with him doing that my thing is when other players do it y'all have such a rage in your heart for those players when they get when they get arrogant they get cocky like and like I said, I have no problem with it. But like, I want you to listen to what Nick Wright said about it. He said it a while back, like in a couple of years ago. He said he was before he had his own TV show and things like that. He said it back, um, probably about five, six years ago. He said um something in it, and I thought it all along. And when he said it, I was just like, "Thank you, somebody finally said it. Somebody finally said it." But when you bring it up, people just get mad and, and mad at you. But I just, want to, just listen to Nick, then we're going to continue the conversation and, and move it forward. Steph Curry is the most arrogant player we've had in the NBA oh. since Michael Jordan. And I love him. I got no problem with Do it. Do you think he's super arrogant? How else can you read taking a shot, staring at your <laughs> defender before it goes in? <laughs> There's only one way to read it. Hey, maybe he was trash talking him before the play. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, and again, I want to make this clear because please, I know people are going to say, uh, Nick said, well, they won't say Nick. The dude filling in for Cowherd said, Tom Green. Oh, uh, yeah. Shaka Smart, get, get back to Texas, it said that Steph Curry's the most arrogant player since Jordan. I did, but I don't got a problem with it. You're great, Steph. You've been like, not only are you great, Unlike LeBron, you really weren't prepared to be great. Like LeBron, at least from 15, was the chosen one. So he had a lot of time to normalize this greatness. For Steph, it came, I mean, he was like, oh my God, look at what he did at Davidson, almost got to the Final Four. And then he's the sixth or seventh overall pick, and he's a nice player, and he's a good player, and he's a borderline all-star, and then bam, everyone says you're the best player in the league. So I don't blame you for being arrogant, but I have not seen a player since Jordan carry himself with more arrogance on the court than Steph Curry. I'm cool with it. You guys, the general audience, usually is not. Why? Why does Steph get to do it? It's because he's cute. It's because he's little. Because he's the the skinny, light-skinned guy, so people he kind of looks like you. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it is... It is a fascinating case study. And again, like I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, I don't have any hate towards Steph. It's like anytime you speak negative about any player or bring up any flaws about a player, people autom- automatically assign that you you as a hater or hating on said player or said person. It's sports. We're talking sports. I have an opinion, and that's my opinion. It, it's not rooted in hate. It's not rooted in I dislike him. It's just rooted in this is what I think about said situation. If this was just some random person walking down the street and I walked up to him and be, and be like, man, I don't like the way you walk. I don't like the way you talk either. Man, what's that's hate. But we're talking about sports. He plays it on a national stage, and I'm just analyzing what I see from said players. So that's not hate. There's nothing. It's nothing like that. It's just me giving my what I feel about that. And like I said, I probably was a Curry fan before most y'all even knew who he was back in 07 and in 08. So I knew him before you. I was cheering for him before you. He's the most talented guard I ever seen in college. And I say I say that to this day. Like, so it's no hate. I'm just saying, like, other players. John Morant, for, for example, talk a lot. Talk a lot of stuff. I give him. I, I he's talented as hell. Talk a lot of stuff. He's like braggadocious. People are like he need to be humble. Yada yada yada. I, I have yet to hear somebody say Curry needs to be humble. But he out here talking trash to players, hitting threes and turning around, putting players to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Pointing at players' face. Y'all remember that time when he hit that three on Jalen Brown and he said, "I own your ass." He pointed at him, licked him in the face, and said, "I own your ass." Jalen Brown was a rookie. What that rookie did to you that made you so mad, Curry? He a rookie, man. Let that rookie get it, get it, get his um get his talk off. But he looked him in the face and said, I own your ass. So I don't know what Curry like. Is it because he's light skinned? Is it because he has a beautiful family? Is it because you can relate to him because he's short? Is it because his kids are so lovable? Like, why does Curry have such a hold on your heart, y'all heart, that y'all want to boost him up so bad? That's honestly what I'm asking. Like, like what the like why? Like. What did he do? I'm honestly asking. Like I said, I've been a Curry fan probably before most of y'all. I know more about Curry probably more than all of y'all. But 
I just don't understand, like, what did he do to get y'all love and aspiration so much? Like, y'all love that man. Like, y'all want to play him about the players that I just listed that have some amazing career highlights and awards. And y'all just said, oh, well, Curry got his fourth ring, so put him up there. Y'all ain't never had that energy for Bill Russell. I know none of us seem to play, but y'all never had that energy for Bill Russell. It's like, oh, he got 11 rings, he's number one. But for Curry, it's automatically, oh, he got four rings up there with no finals MVPs. And people assume that he's going to win finals MVP because of what? His track record? His track record is what? His first finals he went to, Andre Iguodala won it. Boom. His second finals he went to, LeBron James won it. And if he would have won that game seven, you know who would have won that finals MVP? Draymond Green would have won it. His third finals he went to, a player that was better than him won it. Kevin Durant. His fourth finals he went to, a player that was better than him won it. Kevin Durant. His fifth finals he went to, Kevin Durant got hurt. He threw his Achilles, and he got hurt early on in that playoff series anyway with his hamstring. Then he, then he threw his Achilles in, in the NBA Finals. But who would have won that finals MVP? Clay Thompson, Game Six, Clay, who was had thirty until he tore his ACL. So now he's at his six finals, and y'all just say, "Oh yeah, he gonna win this one." How y'all know? I'm not hating. I hope he. I honestly hope he get it just to get that monkey off his back. I do, I do. If he win, if they win this NBA finals, I really want Curry to get his finals MVP to get that monkey off his back. But if he win another championship and he don't win finals MVP again, bruh, don't talk to me about top ten. Don't even say, don't say top 10 the same name as Curry. If he get another championship, don't get final. But that's going to be it for me, man. Thank y'all for liking with me, man. It's been lovely. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in for me, man. Um, stay tuned for these episodes I got coming up. Like I said, this was out today, right now, obviously, because you listen um, on June 1st. But I got one with Xavier coming out on June 2nd. We're going to do our NBA Finals prediction. I got another one coming out by myself. I'm doing it again this week. I'm going to give y'all three episodes this week. This is the first segment of the episodes I'm giving you, but I got two more coming this week. Thank y'all for locking in with me. Peace.